Welcome to day one of our look at Ephesians chapter three in Daily Drive Time Devotions. I am Pastor Tom Holliday, and we're going to be looking this week at a chapter that's really all about serving and the significance of serving and the fact that we serve our way into significance. There's a lot of ideas out there about how we attain significance in life, but the truth of the Bible is we serve our way into significance, and learning to serve is the key to true significance in life. It's amazing how many business books or marriage books or other kinds of books you can pick up that talk about service and the importance of serving one another. Sometimes like it's a new idea. Well, it's, it's not a new idea. It's God's idea. And it's his idea of how everything works in our lives. All relationships and all things work through us deciding to do what God's given us to do in this world, to serve him in this world. We're reading Ephesians. It's written by the Apostle Paul. Paul was one of God's most significant servants without a shadow of a doubt. He wrote a large portion of the New Testament and began a large portion of the new church, and we can learn from him. We can learn some key attitudes, some key resources that we have as servants. Ephesians is six chapters long, and it breaks up easily into the first three chapters being about what we, what we believe in our lives, and the last three chapters, chapters four through six, being about how we behave in our lives. Or another way to say that is chapters one through three are about assurance for living, the life that God's given for us. And chapters 4 through 6 are about actions for living the life that God's given to us. And we've been walking through the first three chapters, assurance for living. And the assurances are, well, chapter 1, 1 to 14, assured that we are blessed. Chapter 2, 1 to 10, assured that we are saved. Chapter 2, 11 to 22, assured that we are accepted. And then also in those verses, assured that we are important. And when we get to Ephesians chapter 3 and begin the chapter, in a way, this chapter is what I would call a powerful parenthesis. Because Paul begins this chapter by saying, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ. And then there's a, a dash in most of your Bibles because he breaks his thought there and goes to something else. Because he, he remembers, well, maybe I haven't said enough yet about what it means for me to be a prisoner of Christ for the sake of the Gentiles. When we get to chapter four, you're going to find that he comes back to this very same thought again. He returns to it. And you've done that in a conversation. You begin to say something. You remember, oh, there's something else important I've got to say first. You say that first, and then you get back where you were. That's what happens in Ephesians chapter 3. And I'm glad Paul remembered he had something to say. Because what he talks about is, is how significant servants see themselves. It's a parenthesis for all of us who feel at times useless or unimportant or ineffective in this world. Paul says God has, God has a great plan for your life. He begins by talking about who he is, how he sees himself, and it might surprise you at the beginning. And then he goes on to talk about how God sees us. And it's all about, it's all about serving. And if I'm going to serve Christ in an effective way, I need to see myself as a servant in an effective way. Sometimes we, we say we want to serve, but we see ourselves in ways that keep us from serving. I say I want to serve, but I see myself as deserving other people's attention, as deserving the things that other people might need to give me. And obviously, if I see myself that way, it's going to get in the way of me serving effectively. Paul, a significant servant, how did he see himself? Well, chapter 3, verse 1, here's how he saw himself. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. We're going to talk about two or three ways that he saw himself in these next few days. The first way he saw himself is a prisoner of Christ. Now, now remember that Paul was a prisoner in Rome as he wrote this letter. But instead of seeing that imprisonment as a barrier to his serving or a pause in his serving, he sees it as a vital part of what it means for him to be a servant. He embraces it. 
as a servant. And the question behind this, as Paul talks about who he is, is what's the orienting guide in your life? Like, like the instrument panel on a plane or the, or the gauges on your car, what gauges are you looking at to determine, am I going in the right direction in life? What is your life mission? And for Paul, even sitting in a Roman prison cell, he still looked at the gauges and he realized, I'm still on mission. Because I, even in this Roman prison cell, I am a servant, I'm a prisoner of Christ Jesus. You see, Paul didn't say, I'm a prisoner of the Jews or I'm a prisoner of Rome. He's sitting in a Roman prison cell, chained with Roman chains to a Roman guard, awaiting a Roman trial, and Paul says, I'm a prisoner of Christ. And that's perspective. He had a different perspective on why God had put him there, and because of that, he was a man who was able to serve God in whatever situation he was in, because he realized that Christ could work in whatever situation he was in. I don't know about you, but many times I think I can only serve Christ when the situation is going well when the situation is going as I expected. But Paul says, even as a prisoner, I see how Christ is using me. It's all a matter of perspective, how you see what you're doing. And Paul saw himself as a servant. It reminds me of that old story of when Sir Christopher Wren was building St. Paul's Cathedral. And uh, he walked through, most of the people didn't know who he was, even though he was the architect of what was happening there. And he saw one guy cutting stone down to a certain size, earning so much money for an hour, and he asked him, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm cutting stone. I do this day in and day out. Walked down the, the road a little bit, and he saw another guy doing the same thing, and he asked him, what are you doing? And he said, I'm helping Sir Christopher Wren build St. Paul's Cathedral. One had the narrow view, one had the big view. And when it comes to serving, the question is, is your service just drudgery? Is it just earning a paycheck? Or is it building a cathedral, realizing what God has given to you to do? See, Paul is able to say, I'm a prisoner of Christ. Now, let me just pause here for a minute. Ask a question. Was Satan involved in the circumstances that sent Paul to prison? If you study the book of Acts, of course he was. Jealousy was involved. Anger was involved. Satan was involved in motivating some of those events. And yet, Paul still saw himself as the prisoner of Christ. I believe that today too many Christians allow their perspective to be set by their awareness of Satan and his schemes. Yeah, Satan has some power in this world. Yeah, he has some schemes in this world. And yeah, it might even seem like he's effective at times, but he is not. He is at work, but he is not in control. Remember that about Satan. Satan is at work in this world, but he is not in control. God is always in control. And Paul's life mission that he was a servant of Christ for the sake of the Gentiles. That helped him to see his circumstances in light of his calling. Wherever he was, I'm a preacher of Christ in, in Christ for the sake of the Gentiles. I am a prisoner for the sake of the Gentiles. I am whatever he was doing for the sake of the Gentiles. Paul's life mission helped him to see Christ's control even when he had no control. Are you able to see that? to see Christ's control even when you have no control because he is in control. That's what the Bible teaches us. I can hang on to that. I'm a prisoner, Paul says, for the sake of the Gentiles. Paul's life mission helped him to see the impact upon those whom he served, even, even above the consequences in his own life. Instead of saying, I'm a prisoner and this stinks, when am I going to be out? He realized that even here in prison, God can use this for the sake of someone else. And you know this, it is always easier to suffer if you know it's for the sake of something. A parent suffering 
for the sake of their child, it's always easier to suffer. And the Bible teaches us that whatever tough times you're going through in this world, whatever tough times you're going through right now, that Jesus Christ can use it. So whatever I'm going through in this life, I can realize God can use it for the sake of my growth in Jesus. And God can use it for the sake of my witness to other people. Whatever I'm going through. Yeah, maybe Satan threw it at you. But God can still use it. That is his power. So as we take a minute to pray today, let's talk about our circumstances. And I encourage you just to say, Jesus, you know the circumstances I'm going through right now. You see what I'm facing. They may be good, they may be bad. There's probably a mixture of both. Jesus, help me to serve you in and through every circumstance. And help me to see, as Paul saw, that there is no circumstance that can keep me from serving you. I can serve you anywhere. So whatever job situation I'm in, whatever relationship situation I'm in, whatever life situation I'm in, Jesus Christ, I want to serve you. Help me to have the attitude of a servant wherever I am today, whatever I face today. I need your strength for that. I ask for your strength for that. Jesus, I want to live, I want to live not for myself. I want to live to serve others, to serve you. I pray you'd strengthen me to do that today. In your name, Jesus, amen. Well, join us tomorrow. We're going to continue our study of what a servant looks like as we look at verses 2 to 6 of Ephesians chapter 3.